This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 6, Lowering the Bar. Alright, welcome to episode 6 of the Traxxas Sector Warcast. Uh, my name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. And uh, John, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today is, I'm sorry I messed up our Valentine's Day episode, episode, <laughs> to celebrate our love for the game. We're going to talk about more about Gift of Ethereals and, and some of the things. We also continue our How to Beat Them this episode with Anshi, and we continue our discovery of the 40K universe. So yeah, so remember last episode when we talked about how cool Anshi was and how, how Armor Bane doesn't, well, I said I was thought that armor bane didn't work with the whole you know area effect yeah so i was wrong so um as we all know it was pointed out pretty quickly and it was basically because i didn't read the bulleted item (laughs) under under uh area effect right yeah the bane of area FFG rule set is the little, yeah, little sidebar the, somewhere. This, uh, it was the area effect X, and then there's this like skull bullet item mm-hmm. here, and it says damage is considered to be dealt by a card effect. This is not considered to be dealt by the attacker's attack, but it is being dealt while the unit with the area effect is attacking. So, armor bane says while a unit with the armor bane keyword is attacking, the opposing player cannot use shield card. So I didn't read that bullet. I read the part above it, which right. said area effect is not declaring attack and against the single enemy unit and so on and so forth. So that's where my mistake was. So this is why this is kind of the, we had fun with it. And um, I'm sorry I messed up our Valentine's Day episode episode, <laughs> right? So, uh, but that that's kind of where I was going from with that. Um, a lot of people um, chimed in, said it did work. Uh, and because of the kind of marketing that we do where we post our episode announcements to various places, um, uh, I responded in various ways to various people all saying, hey, uh, it does work. So it's all good. It's, it was good to hear from so many people. Yeah, I was kind of no, like, you know, oh. and, well, that, that's one of the things, you know, one of the reasons we talk about this on the podcast, um, because some of those rules are not so black and white. I mean, I asked a question or somebody had... I was. They had linked an article, and I was reading it on the Sandcrawler net, and he was talking about um, his opponent had two area effect, had two drone units on a on a on a on a ranged unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it gave him an area effect four, and I didn't realize that those area effects stack. I mean, it's like when just one, wouldn't you only trigger one? And everybody, because he was he was worried about losing the or his opponent had initiative. He had to use his. I believe he was talking about using his mobility to get out of there. Yeah. Or or uh, or possibly uh, route or exhaust a unit because he didn't. Otherwise, he was going to get his army was going to get wiped. And, and and I didn't realize that they stack. And so I mean, it's great that people are able able to get this out and, and talk about it, say no, it does stack, and here's the reasons why, or it's been it's been ruled that it stacks because there's so many. Does it stack? Yeah. Yeah, air effect stacks. Really? So air effect stacks. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can so put two exactly gun drones. You can even put three. Gun drones, that's what you know, you can okay. put three gun drones on somebody. Um, uh, it's it's if you have the three corsets. <laughs> yeah, if you have if you have the three cards, right? So one of the one of the and that comes with time. And as you were speaking, I was like, I was thought about the value of going back and rereading the rules. Now that you've played a lot, now that we've played as much as we've played, you can go back and read the rule set and say, oh, right. Oh, is that how that works? Oh, okay. So and now you have a context and an experience to draw upon mm-hmm. while you're reading the rules. Uh, however, having said that, reading the rules to a game you have played a lot is hard to do. It's very, it's not very interesting. Right. <laughs> well, and then also you continue. I know that with me, I continue to interpret what I'm reading the same way I'm continuing to interpret. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll. I, I maybe I ask a question out on the boards like I'm. I see this as only being, you know, you're only going to have an area effect too. You have a backup gun drone in case the first one gets moved, and we can talk about uh, yeah. some of the things when we were testing on she, um, and it, it, it 
you know, it's that's where I was going. You know, it's great that with this community and with the internet and how people can say, no, 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 uh, it does stack. Here's the reason why, or here's the ruling, and you're not relying on uh, just secondhand information or playing the wrong way. I mean, so that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast and love about the community is being able to put something out there and, and even ideas or, hey, I think it works this way. People are like, well, no, you know, have you tried this? Or it actually works this way? Or this could be a better idea. Right, right, you know, right. I, right. I, I kind of like the whole community group think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it's collective It's collective intelligence, right? Yes. It's, that's, that's the term for it. It's, it's collective awareness, collective intelligence, collective testing, where you can have a, like, in our case, we have a, a meta of about five or six people, or at least I have a, I'm part of a meta of five or six people. You guys are a part of that. There's people in Denver who are part of that. But you are, you, you know, the three of us are kind of a meta unto ourselves because we're basically, we play with each other and maybe we get a fourth player every once in a while. So I'd like to qualify Tobin's <laughs> statement as that we play Conquest among ourselves. Yeah. I know this is a Valentine's Day episode and we're talking about... <laughs> yes. this is an adult themed <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the adults. Sorry. <laughs> All of a sudden, the teenage humor came out. Yeah, like, we, had, we had this last time, right? <laughs> okay. So. After that. So where did I leave off? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was I talking about? I totally oh, the whole, the whole meta thing. Okay, so so um, you know we have propensities to, to play in certain ways and play s- certain factions and so on and so forth. And and having that collective, we we can draw on the collective experience of the Facebook group, of the Reddit group, of the Card Game DB group, of Team San Carla Net articles and other the posted team articles, group, yeah. Team Covenant groups. Um, uh, you know, having said that, let's go Team Covenant. I want to see more. Of the, I know Star Wars miniatures are the big thing on Team Covenant. I, <laughs> I see the post. Man, a lot do I see the post. Let's let's have some conquest representation on TC. Uh-oh. So that'd be awesome. I have to sit here in guilt because I'm, I'm I'm seriously considering Imperial Assault at the moment. Anyway, oh, so I'm going to well, join the no, lineup. No, Imperial Assault is fine. <laughs> it's but awesome. It yeah. seems like seems like the team the, the X wing is just all over oh, TC. Yeah, yeah. So, but but that's all good. It's all oh, good. it's prolific posters, you know, and, and that's what they're playing right now. I mean, yeah. well, I can have, Jonathan and Stephen might be like, great, you guys want to post something about <laughs> conquest? Post something about yeah, conquest. Yeah. We won't, we won't, yeah. we won't, not to hijack the podcast, but there is a big meta shift for those guys coming up, and that's why they won't show up about it. Right oh, now. is that so, right? Okay, yeah, it's a okay. whole new like, okay. basically yeah. a whole a whole like another box set which is going to completely shift everything they know. So, oh, okay, excellent. So they're all like, ah, about it. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, but you know, conquest tends to tend. I think this game congregates around Card Game DB, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, that's where uh, one of the designers, original playtesters, he posts a lot of the rulings. So people tend to congregate around that uh, um, forum. So that's good. Um, a lot of people on, on the Facebook groups are, are active, so that's cool. Um, but drawing on that collective intelligence, right? Like, I can't... I, I have... Uh, we all have busy lives. We all have families, spouses, so on and so forth. Um, and so I can't look at these cards all the time. I can't test these cards. I can't think about the interactions. Sometimes I'll play... I've played a f- couple games uh, 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 on Octagon lately, and there's things that happen in there. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'd never even considered that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit more playtesting there. Uh, but it, it's, it's, we're drawing on the collective intelligence, and this is, that's what a living card game community does, right? We mm-hmm. help each other out. And because we have access to all the cards, we can do all the things everybody else can do. Mm-hmm. And that levels the playing field, right? As opposed to collectible card games where... You, you might not have that those the set of rares that you need to play with mm-hmm. so all right so um, one of the things that that has happened since we came out we were teasing about it last time Carl you mentioned that the other that the Eldar Warlord oh, that's coming Baharoth? out in the last yes. set, Baharoth, is, oh. is a mobile guy oh, boy. boy did we did you see the signature units the signature cards spoiled no I have no oh, oh wow okay there's like you can the 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 relic is that he can attack somebody at the next planet it's over. A, it's um it's a mobile. You can give it to a sweeping hawk unit, right? So a mobile. A mobile unit. unit. You have to give unit. it to a mobile unit. And it can attack an adjacent planet. And it, when it attacks at a planet, it attacks somebody at the at an adjacent planet. Has to or well, has, may, is it? May it's oh a interrupt. Goodness. It's an interrupt. Yeah. So you may attack somebody at, a, at the other planet over, 
and while it's at a planet with his warlord, it gets plus three attack. So it's a zero two. Oh, so it doesn't have attack. It doesn't either. have. Oh, or, this or is doesn't the have. Score. It has an it has an attack, but doesn't have a doesn't have a, a value unless it. Yeah, zero. Right, attack. right. It has okay. a zero attack. So it has zero attack while it's anywhere else, but at where. So we should clarify. That's the sweeping hawk signature unit. Then you've got the relic that can go as well. The relic allows you to attack elsewhere. Right. They're mobile right. as well as him, so they're going all over the place. Aren't they decent command value? I I think it's two. two. Yeah. I think it's two. two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three for a three yeah. for a zero three. I'm remembering with two commands. So it's and like then and he gets. I'm sorry. He gets two. At, he gets two attack or three attack. Three. Pl plus three attack. I think it's he, three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's yeah. three. Wow. Okay. We're so operating from memory here, that folks. So that definitely that opens up some possibilities, but it also definitely opens up um, your strategy in the fact that if you've got those units with uh, the relic. At Planet Two, you can be one. There, well, one. There's got to be a battle at Planet Two, right? Yep. Because if there's no opposing unit at Planet Two, there's no combat. Just ends. Right, but or there's but, no, not really a combat. So, so yeah, this is no combat way. during during that combat during the combat at the planet where this person with the relic is happening. Yeah. Right. So you could never have a Planet Two combat hit somebody. At planet one. Planet One, exactly, and that's kind of what I'm saying. So you have to have. So if they're at Planet Two, and and. Plus, not only do they have to be at Planet 2 to be able to affect another planet, but there has to be a combat at that planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be a battle, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So the Warlord has to be there. So it's best to attach it. Well, I don't know. But I the fact it's that it's mobile and the Warlord is mobile, you can pretty <laughs> yeah, much yeah. decide where you're going. <laughs> well, that's point. the point. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're moving you're talking, everywhere. You're talking, we'll get to this later on, but on she tricks, you go to, and Baharov goes to the first planet, mm -hmm. yeah, because you want the first planet, and then Baharov goes peace leaving, so there's a battle at the second one when you get there, so the guy can attack someone at three. Wow. Right, right, and then and then yeah. you, it's 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 akin, it's it's similar in in function to Ragnar Ragnar's signature units who move at the commit phase, but in this case it's mobile, so you win the so you win, win the, the command, the, win the command struggle, and then you all you like if if you have multiple mobile units, you can all converge on on the same planet right. fairly easily, and then yeah. the two the two events that it, that are in there allow to once a once a unit has moved, once a mobile unit, or maybe once a unit has moved to another planet, you may play this card to have that unit move to another adjacent planet. So right? you can so they jump can move two. two. Wow. So okay, like, yeah, you know. So it's but there still has crazy. to be an there still has to be an opposing unit at that planet. Not necessarily for, well, yeah, well, for the combat to happen for yes. the combat that happens where where that relic will trigger. Okay. Well, not no, there doesn't have to be an opposing unit. It has to be a warlord. Right, the warlord is the what triggers the combat. So if you have warlord at planet two, but if there's no opposing unit, looking at the combat steps, if there's no opposing unit, don't you just win the battle immediately? There's no. Oh yeah, that's to a attack. that's a question. That's a question. To you, if I remember correctly, you do get you get action windows. You don't get obviously the guy with no units doesn't get to attack. Right, and then the other person can't attack. They can play an action out, which is how you can. But make but a the interrupt. But once you don't have anyone to attack, it's immediately over. Mm -hmm. Right, so you have to have. There has to be an opposing. You can't have the warlord alone at a planet, and with have him engage in combat with somebody else because he has no. He, there's no. Yeah. There's no yeah, window. He, he that window for him to attack never opens. Yeah, I think, we've been, this, right. I think right. we've been in the situation where we've had that start with, um, with no warlord involved, and initiative on the side of the person with no units. When it would go action window, action window done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Just so that would. That's a good point. This. That's a good point. So I wonder yeah, if that so interrupt would. Eh, probably not. Probably would not trigger that. Here no, because you'd have to. I'm, I'm gun shy on making rulings. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know what I don't know what it would do. I have no idea. I don't even have an, an inkling. <laughs> well, it makes sense that there'd be a battle, but I think the battle, look, looking at, at the the ruling the ruling setup, the the attacks only happen if you actually still if there's still an opposing unit. Yes, that's not what I'm arguing. Sorry, yeah. No, right. no, no, no. I was pointing out the total. Right, right. Not that we're arguing. Right. The the. So otherwise, the battle ends immediately. You win the you win the battle and can trigger the battle ability because that, that was one of the things mm -hmm. that there um, I saw that they were talking about with Anshi. So um, if <coughs> uh, excuse me, if Anshi um, attacks, kills the opposing unit at that. At that moment, um, there's no other opposing units. You know, when does Anshi go back to HQ, and what happens immediately? 
As soon as he's completed his attack, as, before anything as else soon happens, as he resolves his attack, he he yeah. leaves. Okay. It's a force right. reaction that you have to trigger. So um, he, he was immediately going to go. So out. you have to have another unit at the planet with him mm -hmm. in order to win the battle and trigger the battle ability. Yep. Mm -hmm. You may not yep. necessarily. Uh, it may not necessarily be the first planet, so you take the planet. Right. Or if if you can, you trigger him, he resolves, and then there's an action window. Right. And then you can you can move him back if you can move anybody there during that action window. Mm -hmm. Okay. That 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 would also help you win the planet. Okay. Um, the the uh, here I'm looking at the rule book at three point two point ten, which is in the part of the battle. If at any time a unit would attack, but there are no enemy units in the battle, the battle ends with the player who controls the would be attacking unit winning the battle. So that's where, right? That's where we're talking about with with a warlord on his own with that relic on it. Right. He can't if there's nobody there for him to attack. He can't even attack somebody who's who's at an adjacent planet. So ideally, <laughs> you want to be at a planet against an, uh, a unit an opposing unit that has like a zero attack, like a rogue trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be a really good call because you then win the command struggle and move away from it and do something else. So that would still be a sensible move. Yeah. If we didn't do that. So yeah, and it, and it's hard. And, and, and as, a, as the opposing player, it would be hard because they're mobile. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's the thing. They, they get to go, everywhere. oh, I see where everybody is. I'm going to move around. Right? And that's and, and mobile is the very first thing that happens during the combat phase. Mm -hmm. Right? No action window before mobility. You, you Mobility is iterative. So it. it Pulses back and forth between players. And, yeah, I, I was just checking this out as well. Um, you were mentioning earlier the Cry of the Wind event. Reaction after a unit moves from one planet to another, move that unit to adjacent planet. A unit. Well, but also, but it's not just moves to a planet, it's got to move from one planet to, to another, another planet. Yeah. But a unit. So your opponent has mobile, no, it's going elsewhere. Right, well... Wonderful tricks with that one right but, there. Yeah. Well, the, what I'm pointing out with that, though, because obviously, you know, when you deploy... When warlord, mm -hmm. when your warlord commits to a planet, the units in HQ move with From him. HQ to planet. Exactly, so you yes. cannot use... But you cannot use that after you move those units with the warlord to then move a unit over. Entirely correct. Because yeah. you have to move the unit... The unit has to get, be on a planet... And move to another Move planet. to another planet, and then move... Yeah, and then you get still, to play that to move wonderful it. Still, effect. oh yeah, you're taking point. it anyway. Definitely. So you're, you're taking it anyway because you're Baharov, and it'd be stupid not. Well, I think it's signature. You're taking the card anyway, and then if someone is playing mm -hmm. mobile shenanigans, you've got wonderful control there to play with things. So, yeah. right. I mean, and that's it's definitely definitely a uh, a warlord. I like playing, building a deck with all the new warlords, and definitely at least playing them to see how they play. But it's one of those one of those. Um, Abilities and timing structures that I think people have to be aware of, so that when you are playing somebody, that one not only you know again like when we talk about our how to beat them, but that they're playing it correctly. Because I my first tournament and my well, first conquest tournament was at Worlds, and you know there I realize now I, I played a couple of people who we didn't know the rules. <laughs> yeah, we, we've documented that. Well, part of the the thing is there's there's playing it correctly, and then there's playing it best. Right, there's playing mm -hmm. something correctly, playing mobility correctly, and then playing it the, in, to the to the maximize that particular trait or that particular ability. And I think, and, and this has been brought up in in other uh, online recently, is that is that that the complexity of that mm -hmm. between doing it correctly and do and and maximizing it is is really thick. Right, it's really complex. Mm -hmm. well, the line, the difference between correct. And and uh, most effective is huge. Not what you can do, what you should do. Right, right, yeah. and and so. But at least everybody know, should at least be able. Kind to of a, that's been kind of a knock against the game, and I, I can't I can't disagree with that to some extent. Right, um, that there are best ways to do this. Now, now, I think that knock comes from the newness. I think the knock comes from. The fact that it's still a, a compared to other LCGs, it's it's a new game and the community's still small. Once the community gets to a critical mass, and it's and I think it's about there, it's mm -hmm. close. Once it gets to the critical mass, maybe the store championship season will help us. That that we'll get to the point where we can identify the best ways to do things. Mm -hmm. But it's again, this is a living card game. You have an opponent on the other side of the table. They could be playing any one of whatever it is, 28 particular decks, 14 particular decks, right? You got seven choices times 
uh, times two factions, right? Um, so there's uh, there's three choices per fa three decks. You can have a mono faction deck. You can have a so you have 21 particular options for decks, and they have all kinds of options for cards in those decks, and you have an opponent across the table who plays a certain way. So there's a lot of variability, which is why we play these games. Right. Well, I mean, you could play... You, know. you, could, you and I could sit down with this exact same deck, and we play it completely differently. And that's based on our play... I mean, it's one of the things I like about living card games. It's based on our play styles. Um, it's based on nuances of, of experience. You know, you're talking about playing it correctly and then playing it effectively. Everybody's got to play it correctly. Right. Because otherwise, basically, you know, intentional or not, it's cheating. You know? <laughs> um, and, and, and that's, in, in my mind, obviously, that's wrong. I don't want to play, I don't want to play something incorrectly that gives me a win. Um, it's worse if I play something, it's worse, I should say, I don't play something incorrectly and, force, and I lose. But it's worse if I play something incorrectly and I win because of it. I feel terrible about that. So yeah. I always want to play it correctly. Yeah. But then playing it effectively, that's the nuance. That's the, you know, that's what you get with uh, experience and playing. And like, oh, okay, you being able to read your opponent or read the board state and saying, he's setting me up for, I'm getting set up for a doom. I'm getting set up for exterminatus. I'm getting, you know, he, this, this trap is coming. And I think you only see that one, uh, I only see that, I should say. Uh, it, it, the more I play... Be, and the more I know the card, the cards and their intimacies and their inner workings, and that's and, one of the things. And it takes practice. Do. You have to realize I'm like, okay, the, my opponent across the table has access to an exterminatus, right? They're playing uh, Space Marines, or they're playing Tau, and they have access to that Space Marine card, or they're playing Astro Militarum, and they have that access to that Space Marine card. Um, you have to know if they have access to Warp Storm. You don't know if they do, but mm -hmm. you know until they until they declare otherwise, you have to assume they have an Exterminatus mm -hmm. in their deck. So I, I would I would go back as well and say that comment about it being a knock against the game of us not <coughs> of not you know the optimal moves not being well known, not being well de devised by people. Personally, that's a good thing. That's kind of the point of playing a game is that you you occasionally go, oh wow, I hadn't thought of that. I'm gonna. Right. I'm, I'm, I, I've come. Up, I've realized now how this works. I had this recently. I've got the the own sheet that got some. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, all of us play Netrunner, and that game is is uh, is definitely in its out of its infancy, right? Mm -hmm. So, I guess when I when I when I think about Conquest, I also to, to some extent, um, I I compare it to Netrunner when I can, and so I try to remember back to Netrunner, and there were. You know, there were factions in Netrunner that were unplayable three months into the game. You know, and th there are factions, they're, they're not unplayable. They're, obviously, you can play them. Just not effective. But they're not very competitive, mm -hmm. right? They don't have the card universe they need to really have a punch. Um, and people are dogging on AM, uh, Astro Militarum, lately. And I can't, again, I can't necessarily disagree, but you can build some interesting decks with it. I had fun. I've... We're going to talk about Anshi, and maybe that's where we should move on to on how right. to beat Anshi. But I, I've had some success with Colonel Strachan against Anshi. Oh, I, I think AM <laughs> is coming into its own. I really so. do. I, 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 I say I don't buy the argument right there. I, it's a completely different play style to most of the others. It's yeah. a completely different I ideal. I mean, okay. recently I adopted a load of, um, of AM tricks I've seen from yourself right. directly into a Space Marine deck. Now, obviously, they're alongside Space Marines, so it's a different matter. But just those tricks in the vacuum, like these are these are great. These yeah, are awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. can be made use of, and. If we just talk about the one-trick ponies, the good old Karachan outpost bit, it's a horrifying oh, thing to be hit with, yeah. you know, and it's and it's hard to well, defeat, and, and, hard, and, hard to avoid. And, and one know? of the uh, I played uh, a couple games on Octagon uh, in the last couple of weeks, and last in the last week, and one guy played Katakan outpost, Call to Arms, which is the new untap. Mm -hmm. It's a zero-cost event. Untap a, a support card, Katakan outpost. Call to arms, <laughs> and I'm like, uh oh, you're plus six. <laughs> I can't do anything. About this. this is not good. This is not going anywhere. And he still had, and he still had two other katakans out there to tap other people. It was nuts. It mm -hmm. was crazy. Mm -hmm. You know. I suppose when the support cards come in, that well, me actually, call to arms is a good one. Call to arms is a good example of this support is kind of good. He's okay. If I get loads of them, it's great. If it's not. It needs something else. Which, oh, this is a good card in itself, right? You know, right. that also happens. You know, good good synergy versus right. 
right. Yankee combos. You know? Yeah, there's, you know, I mean, Katakan Outpost is the one that, that was targeted because obviously it's an AM card and Two Arms is another AM card. Mm -hmm. uh, I started thinking about, like, what other cards you might use to arms for, and right now, like, okay, Rock Creek Bunker, you know, maybe that prevents a damage. That if 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 it really comes down to it, maybe that one damage is going to save your warlord. Yeah. Well, the game. The, I mean, one damage is a big deal still. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It can be what yeah. matters. Yeah, and two, ar two arms is uh, is loyal to the Astro Militarum. So, if you're using something like if you're using Orc allies, I could see uh, readying the Orc cannon. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Ammo Depot? That would be good. Ammo Depot Orc loyal? It's not, is it? No. No, Ooh, no. Yeah, I, I use Ammo Depot, but... but that's a good use for but it. But yeah. Ammo Depot is, having played with it, it's only, like, it's three cards or less, right? So usually mm. you get it, when you get to three cards, you tap to draw. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then you have four cards, so you can't use yeah. another Ammo Depot. Yeah. Well, sure you can. You can you so can. so, so I, I, I Ammo Depot... And I draw, and then I call the arms. To drop me to three. The ammo depot, and I'm back down to three cards. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. And it's, you can do still, it again. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm cycling. Yeah. But you know, one of, the thing, one of the things that I love about call the arms, or I'm sorry, two arms is what it's called, um, you know, um, is that it's a two shield. Oh, yeah. So Astro Militarum now has two arms, has honor, Honorifica Imperialis, which is an attachment that I love, and we'll talk about that with the Anshi, uh, Preemptive Barrage. I mean, the, the they shield, have some shield guards. The shield yep. cards that are coming out that are going to be coming out with her yep. and, and bodyguard is a can be played as a two shield or you know lets you redistribute some damage. I mean, I really think there there's going to be a, a deck coming out that and, and people have, have pointed out uh, one of the one of the cards that I have paid attention to spoils is a Steel Legion Chimera, and basically uh, it prevents damage. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. for for any attack, any other units, like it prevents a damage. Yeah. So, you have something like uh, Blood Angel veterans with a bodyguard uh, condition, so that you reassign a damage, and it's going to put one. You're going to put one over onto the Blood Angel veterans, and it'll be prevented because right. they're ready. Mm -hmm. um, one by one, one by the uh, prevented by the Steel Legion Chimera. So now I have to hit you for three before I even get to damage one of your units. And for, one, one, for one time, for, for one, one time. damage, yeah. Or yeah. I hit you for, aha, I finally get one through for four on you. Yeah. Then, yeah okay, great. So then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, play my two, ar uh, my, uh, my two arms as a, as a shield card to prevent all the damage. Yep, yep. No, they're, or they're a shield tough. of two that get through. I mean, it, it, I think that that deck is coming, and that's going to be a great way to... One of the counters to Anshi, because, you know, you're not playing... And maybe well, while we go ahead and move into our how to beat them here with Anshi, because you're not going to be able to use your uh, event cards as shields. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> like I said, I got to play my Anshi deck a little more than I expected to last week or so. Oh and yeah. One of my cool. first comments is definitely yeah, play events. <laughs> you're not going to shield with them, so use the events. <laughs> you might as, <laughs> yeah, you might as well yeah, put them know, in play. play. I mean, that, I mean, I played against a newer player a couple of times, and first game he's like. I, I explained to him, okay, so this shield mechanic, and you're not going to be using it. Sorry, because I'm because I'm using this guy that avoids it almost all the time. So, and I think the one time he did play shields out is I finally dropped down an AOE, and it just it was just a point of like, you know, I don't I don't have him on she here. It's two to like six units, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. I can now start using these things. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. You know. I got a handful of stuff <laughs> I get to say. Well, and and, and you know, and um, so on she. Uh, is uh, is the uh, Tau War second Tau Warlord out of out of one of the war packs, Gift of Ethereals. He's a two seven, um, and each Tau unit you control at this plane, planet gains armor bane. So after he after on she attacks though resolves its attack, you move it to your HQ. So just so for those who don't know who on she is, and then his signature units is an Ethereal Envoy, one army, one command icon, one attack, three uh, hit points, and then he is an Ethereal soldier. Forced reaction after this unit resolves its attacks, move it to HQ. So they all kind of go back to HQ. Um, I, so that's uh, Honor Blade is another signature card attached to an ethereal unit. It's a one cost attachment with that's a signature with three shields. Um, unit gains each other Tau unit you control at this planet gets plus one attack. So typically you put that on Anshi and your envoys would be a little bit bigger. And um, so yeah, it's. 
Armor Bane, right? So it's been discussed uh, a lot online, but you have, so you can't place shields, but you have other ways to prevent or absorb damage, right? There's Rock Creek Bumper grunt, Bunker in the uh, <coughs> in the uh, Astro Militarum. Astro Militarum, yeah. Right? There's uh, Bodyguard. Bodyguard. In the if you got it on a big enough unit, you're going to reassign a damage. And, assign and a damage by an attack. Will work normally. I'm sorry. Indomitable will still work perfectly fine. Yep. Yep. Now, now, what does? But does does is that damage considered armor bane? So, bodyguard is a zero-cost um, condition. So, it does allow you to attach to a vehicle. It's not war gear. It's a condition. Attached to an army unit you control. Forced reaction. After a unit you control is assigned damage by an attack at this planet, reassign one damage to the attached unit. So now, so now, aggravated. yeah. So you've got a unit that's attack. I've got a. You've got a unit under Anshi's control that gains armor vein. I've got a unit that's got bodyguard. Um, you attack. Another unit or attack a warlord. I'm able to reassign one of the damage. It's still, it's still armor bane, or yeah. so yeah. I, I'm not able to yeah, use, then follow and use a shield. But I'm able to split, to start splitting damage up. Yeah, and it's actually yeah. a forced reaction from bodyguard, right? So you right. must put another one damage on this unit. Yeah, right. once, once he's so in play, it yeah. sucks up. Yeah. So, so my favorite, my one of my one of the decks I built, um, going back to the Astro Militarium Space Marine deck that I had uh, taken to Worlds. Um, I've started adding some of, some of the diff- new units into it, and uh, getting the uh, bodyguard onto a Blood Angel veteran, which is a uh, Space Marine unit. It's not loyal, of course. It's three cost, one command icon, three attack, three life points. But when while this unit is ready, it gains reaction. After this unit is assigned damage, prevent one of that damage. Yep. So yep. I re- use the bodyguard. I move a damage over to the Blood Angel veterans. And as long as he's ready, I just prevent it. Yep, yep. it Keep just it. gets absorbed. <laughs> right. nothing. Yeah. You know, yep. or had uh, in a game against, I had against you when, when uh, uh, I had the uh, Lehman Russ uh, vehicle out, which is a three seven, or I'm sorry, it's it's I'm sorry, it's a four six, uh, Astro Militarum unit, no war gear attachment. But again, as I said, bodyguards condition, so you can. Per, it's perfectly acceptable. Put bodyguard onto the Lehman Russ, and I'm able to move the stuff off. And as he started getting heavier, heavier damage, I actually put Dozer Blade, which gives oh, yeah, which you attach good. which you a hard point you attach to a vehicle unit and gives it a plus yeah. little, plus two. So he yeah. basically went around Strachan had his own uh, uh, you know armored command buggy basically that was uh, <laughs> giving him some extra life. So and, and, so, then, to, and then to add insult to injury, you go to Iridial, win the planet, and. Win the win the battle and remove all damage from a target unit, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But so so we, I, you and I played on you. You know I played on she last week. I played with on she and um, I lost against. I, I played a game against you last week, and I lost. I did not draw my homing beacons. I first time I played the deck, I knew there was like like I was twenty cards in, and I'm like, there's something missing. What is the card that I'm missing? What there's something here that I put in, and I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I seen some envoys, but I was like, where, where is it? What is it? What is it? And it was the homing beacon, and there were the last three. The, those three cards were in the last nine of my deck, so I was not getting that engine, right? That I think is critical for Anshi because he wants to get the Kayun strike, which is the critical. I think, in my mind, the Kayun strike is the difference between winning and losing for him. I would refine a little bit. Having played a few now, yes, obviously, I, I played exactly that same game. Basically, where it's like homing beacons, didn't see one. Yeah. What I did get was almost nothing but um, ethereal envoys, which led me to um, think that Onshi plays a little bit like Eldar. Either you're getting card drawn resources from that ethereal back and forward bounce, or these guys, basically as command grabbers, are perfect. Because if a battle does trigger, half the time it's all cool, off they go, no harm done, back to HQ. Right. They do their job, they fight for command, and then they just leave and run back. So they're fantastic for that. They're good little, I mean, they're one cost. Right, and they're oh, yeah, relatively yeah, 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 tough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they work nicely. I was, I was finding basically, I was still getting my card draw because I was dominating command very effectively. Okay. okay. So you were spreading them out. Yeah, definitely. I okay. think that's particularly Kalyan Strike because kind of like Baharoth before we were saying, if it comes to it, you can go right all the Ethereals to one place. You know, that one battle. Right. Everyone zooms in. Right. And um, that and on she is brilliant, and I, I finally got to do this again using Kalyan Strike. 
on she is great to go to a planet, win command, then trigger carrying strike to move him elsewhere to do a single attack, which is armor bane, kill a unit you don't want to see, and run back to HQ to safety. And a number of times where um, warlords were ending up staggered, where the warlord, you know, warlords going to one, I'd gone to two. It, it, I could move him over, kill something that I didn't want to deal with later, and then he, he goes back in complete safety. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that, yeah. that bouncing trick is yeah. extremely yeah. effective. Okay, so you can't rely on your opponent to get a bad draw and not see his homie beacon. <laughs> right, 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 oh, yeah, so right, right, right. How you know some of the, one of the things when I put together this Astromilitarum deck, um, I wasn't thinking against Anshi is is the fact that ranged happens at the start of the combat. Right, range happens before regular. Right. Yep. and there's an attachment out of Astromilitarum that's uh, a loyal card. It's a two cost, and it's out of the Gift of Ethereals, Warpath. And this is the Honorifica Imperialis. It's war gear. It's an award. Attached to an army unit. While at a planet with an enemy warlord, the attached unit gains armor bane and ranged. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing. I was putting this on uh, units so that when uh, Anchi showed up, I don't care who has initiative at that planet, I'm going to be acting first, or at least I'm going to be acting in the range step. Right. So you know, you would uh, think you would hope. <laughs> yeah, I that did, was that I was did. the plan. You had you had some good defense against that, <laughs> which you can talk about here. But I yeah. mean, you know, you've got things. I, I think uh, uh, one obviously anything that has range, like the rattling dead eye. Uh, any uh, that has range to start with, Kidding more to squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, is going to yeah. well. You know, yeah. not, I mean, not even just Astromilitarum. I think you need to have. If you're facing on Chi, you want something that you are going to be dealing your damage uh, either outside of combat or, or uh, you know, obviously if you have initiative in area effect or initiative, that that uh, dictates that you're at least going to get a good a good lick in before uh, the ta- takes off. Yeah. either either Anchi takes off or, or you're having to deal with you're having to deal with uh, uh, unit hitting you that you can't shield right so. If you've got uh, orc cannons and you're able to do indirect damage, mm-hmm. if you've got uh, ranged or direct damage, like someone mentioned, I think someone mentioned in the last uh, in reaction maybe to our post, it said talked about the direct damage he had with Zinch's Firestorm, mm-hmm. right? Chaos, the Chaos Zinch's Firestorm. You just do direct damage to to the units before combat even happens, right? Yeah. But you but you can't damage on Chi with it because Zinch's Firestorm I bl- specifies. Non warlord unit. Uh, yeah, yeah but it's, it's not Anchi you're worried about, it's his friends. Right, right. Anchi will turn up, hand out armor bane, then leave. Right. You don't particularly want to attack him, it's a waste of time. You're probably not going to get a, a, a decent set of hits to kill him. You want his, like you were basically what you're working your way towards there, you want to stop his units getting to strike with armor bane. You know, his Balkan recruits with fours or fives or whatever, mm-hmm. armor bane, they're the things that are going to yeah. absolutely ruin you. Yeah. You know? So, so, there's, so, ranged, I think, the damage prevention. That isn't shields that we've talked about, and you know, Indomitable is a big Space Marines mm-hmm. card, right? Yeah. Um, well, Iron, ha- Iron Halo will work. Iron Halo will yes. work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, Glorious Intervention, which is one of Strachan's signature cards, that where you, if a soldier or warrior is going to uh, being is assigned damage, you can sacrifice your soldier or warrior, another unit you control, maybe. Let's see, let's see. Um, <laughs> I have it sitting right here. There's no reason I should be guessing at the card. Um, assuming I can find it. Glorious Intervention. So, Glorious Intervention, one cost event, one shield. After a unit is assigned damage by an attack, sacrifice a soldier or warrior unit at the same plant to prevent all that damage. Yep. Then DLX damage to the attacker where access to sacrifice units printed attack value. So, you can... so. This is a way to, you know, prevent damage to a big guy and then hit back with maybe a smaller one. Mm-hmm. You can also, you can also sacrifice the person who's being attacked, right? Mm-hmm. So you, they, they go armor bane, uh, as long as it isn't warlord. They go armor bane on somebody because they're a big hitting guy, and then all of a sudden you, you uh, play this glorious intervention and they're taking three or four or whatever the printed attack value is. Mm-hmm. So. It helps now. It's a soldier warrior, so it's a little bit limited, but it is there. I mean, you know, so is Indomitable. Indomitable works for Space Marines. Thinking about Glorious Intervention specifically, um, 
thinking of the units I would normally be using that armor bane trick with, I mentioned the Balkan recruits, a lot of them are two to three damage. So if you've got a decent, a decent there's lots of little um, two one or two two. Two to three hit points. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kill yeah. the guy in response. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's an excellent yeah. use. Yeah, you know, you know, and and that's and I think if there's one, with the exception of maybe the envoy, which is a one three, they're you know they're two twos. You're looking at uh, experimental devilfish, which is a four two. He's a he's a nightmare to take. Like you see him on the deck. And he's like, oh no, it's bad because he's going to hit you for four armor bane if if on she's there, but he only he's only a two, so you right. can you want to nuke that thing. You can get him, yeah. yeah. You can get him pretty pretty. And on that calculation as well, and I've certainly had this go great on she um, on var prelates the um, four cost ethereal yes. ambush yes. and the plus one to tell units when they turn up. Keep that one in mind. Kind of yep. like kind of like watching out for the occasional resources on space marines for Fury of Sicarius. If the tau player goes in with four. You need to account for that extra attack yep. or an extra unit somewhere. Yep. That unit is a fantastic thing. If you're not playing that in Onshi, something is badly wrong. Yep. It's a it's a four three, and it after you deploy it, uh, each other tau unit you control at that planet gets plus one attack until the end of the phase. Yep. And it can be ambushed in there. Fantastic. Yep, thing. it's an ambush, and then uh, it, of course, along with all the 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 kind of uh, ennui or whatever they ennui. Uh, I wonder if that's how you pronounce that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on we prelate. Yeah. Oh, I'm not feeling so good, prelate. <laughs> well, one of the things that I liked um, when I was playing my astral Militarum deck against you was the white scar. Uh, I, have, I have Space Marines as the allies. And uh, I was surprised. Didn't realize how effective this would be was the white scar bikers, which are normally a 2-3, but these are one of the units that get plus 2 attack while it's at planet with a warlord. Yeah. So all of a sudden these... these yeah. Units to get bonus attacks uh, against a, when it's at a planet with a warlord. If you have initiative, and and uh, you know Anshi shows up, you're like, okay, great, I'll hit you for four. Okay, I'm going to end up taking one of your armor bane guys. Maybe if you're going to be able to survive another attack. If I've got another unit there um, at at, uh, at the at, planet at the planet, yeah. You know, I think basically that you're forcing the uh, the Anshi player to either, well, there's no reason to retreat with Anshi. What you do is you attack with him. You're going to deal your two armor beam damage, and then he's going to automatically retreat, right? Right, right. He's going to have his forced reaction. So you're going to end up taking two from him, but but forcing Anshi away from the planet, either through making him attack and retreat, or the fact if he's if if you have ranged and all and you pinged away at it and everything, and you're like, great, you can't attack with anybody else, otherwise I'm going to bloody your warlord. Yeah. As soon as you bloody on she, everybody else loses armor. Then. Just like, you know, any any warlord, oh, uh, yeah. they, they lose they lose their yeah. they lose their special ability after they're bloody. So I, I think, you know, if you're able to force that condition onto on she, where they just cannot stick around, they cannot make any other attack except for on she. You're like, okay, I'm going to take two armor band. I'm now, maybe, yeah, now, maybe I'm going to lose now, a unit, maybe I'm not. Exhausting yeah. units is what I mentioned. And, and you can do that. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, unfortunately, as I figured out last, as I played I played uh, a buddy of mine, Jason, down in Denver last week, and we played, uh, he played Anshi a couple times, and I played Anshi against him, and I played Astro Militarum against him. And <coughs> Anshi, <laughs> when you're playing another Anshi, obviously you can't play shields. But as Anshi, playing a non-Anshi player... I can play shield, so that's mm -hmm. you as the Anshi player. You save your shields for him, right? For that, for the warlord, to some extent, uh, you know, especially in those cases where you get initiative. So, yeah, you hit if if you can, if you can get the four shot in on Anshi, you take it because at at the very least you're going to get one in. Mm -hmm. There's what shield for three. Yep. And that's it, and that's a that's an honor blade and. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. Such a good card. They, they, and this props to the designers because top props to Brad and Nate and, and uh, Eric and if they have this in mind early stages. But those attachments, the the singles of where you have the three shields, it's a real a real decision every single time. You're like, I play that for three shields, you know, like or do I hang back and use this? For the really cool, amazing effect that it has when it gets when it enters play, yeah. right? So they've done a really good job, I think, uh, with each of the three shield signature cards that they have. One last little big thing on throwing on she, and it applies to the, there are other warlords do this as well. But be aware of the um, warlord assassination potential. You when you sit down opposite him with armor bane, 
all of your, you know, you, you have, like you were saying, you have to have secondary plans to prevent damage. If you don't have ways to prevent the damage that aren't, yeah. that aren't shielding, you need to watch out because he can kill you clean, very, yeah. very easily yeah. indeed. Yeah. That's definitely and and so, so yeah, if you're if your play group, if you're meta, if you're store championships, you think Anshi's going to be around, you need to make some plans for how to get around Armor Bane. Now, yeah, because if they have Wind Rider Squadron, Wild Rider, Wild Rider, Wild, Wild Rider Squadron at the next planet, <laughs> they are coming over <laughs> and they're hitting you for Armor Bane on that. But, I've lost but many he's times. He's but he's, he's Eldar. But so he's Eldar. So he's no, not going to no hit you with armor bane. It's only tower units. Oh, well. But, but he's going to hit you for three. <laughs> yeah. We already mentioned the one experimental devil fish. I had a couple of games where I had early devil fish. Yeah. They run back to HQ. On she turns up, they turn yeah. up and ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your opponent goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, go. But but one of the things I, I uh, put together a national military deck because I just wanted to. I hadn't played them since for a while. So I so I did an orcs. Orcs Astro Militarum deck, or Astro Militarum Orcs deck, and the stupid amount of put guys uh, put guys in play after soldiers have left. So Strachan's command bringing mm -hmm. out guardsmen. Heck, I had a Mega Command Zero early in the game. I was putting out guardsmen left and right. So so <laughs> Weenie Swarm, a, t a term that I haven't I probably haven't used since uh, playing Vitesse. Uh, you know, at least four or five years ago, uh, Weenie Swarm works because in all in a lot of cases, Anshi's units are going to be retreating, mm -hmm. right? And you just have three, four little guys hanging around, winning the battle. <laughs> you know, a guardsman, one single guardsman. Yeah. If he's the last one at the planet, so you're not, you, so you're, you're, not the, you're not defeating right? him as 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 opposed to just outlasting. <laughs> yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. So the the Imperial Guard, the Astro Militarum. Right, from all we've read of the universe, they just keep throwing people at the machine, right? Mm -hmm. They just, one steps up behind, the one guy dies, the next guy takes his place. And so, I mean, thematically, I was playing Jason, and he'd be like, kill, he dies. Okay, Garzman goes out of play, or, or Strachan's command goes out of play. Here comes a Garzman. Oh, here comes the, here comes the, you know, the, what is it, the yeah, airman that drops in. Drop team. Yeah, the dropping in airman. Yeah. Um, it's it's easy just, dropship. Yeah. Drop troop or whatever it is, yeah. Elysian yeah. assault team, yeah. Assault team. So he's a 2-1. When a soldier warrior leaves play, put him into play. Mm -hmm. Just, you just, boom, boom, boom. And, oh, Omega, like, just like any of the other signature support cards, Omega Command Squad, Omega Command Zero, or whatever that one is, is insane against Anshi. To, to respond to that, one of my favorite tricks with this Envoy again is Envoy with the um, attached uh, drone. You yep. Know. Oh yeah, yeah. AOE, AOE two that runs away to safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and yeah. I and and I used I I learned <laughs> I learned my lesson right. I AE uh, area effect. I said I had the gun drones on uh, a tau unit. Um, they used it. Uh, and then I even the odds. I moved the attachment over to another one, which I could do. We, Carl, you and I talked last week, and it turns out I can do that. I checked the check the boards that you because gun drones is an attachment once it's in place, so you can't even the odds and move it over. Wow, so I had two trailblazers at the planet. They were untapped. I had gun drones on one. I used used Vasha trailblazer to to AOE two. I wiped a lot of his guys, and then I even he he attacked with one guy. He attacked somebody big, and then. And then I even the odds, and I move the, Vash, the gun drones over to the other Vasha Trailblazer. In the same battle. And then I, yes, in the same battle. And then I did another area effect too, and everybody dies. Oh, <laughs> I'm out, I'm and he was like, that now. "Oh, scary. yeah, that sucks." Because mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he's not going to attack the Vasha Trailblazer. It's a one-one. It's a yeah. little pity anything. He went after the experimental devilfish, which is what I wanted him to do. Right, right. I, was say, I think was, people will do now. You mentioned that. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It's it's nuts. <laughs> That's uh, scary. You know, and you can use. Even the odds is a great card. It can be used defensively. It can be used offensively. Yeah, because um, you're using that to move my honorifica, uh, my honorifica imperialis off my white scar bikers. Yep. Yeah. So that I'd lose, which 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 was you know terrible because then I would lose my range, which <laughs> yeah. I was planning, which I was counting on. So. Yeah, that's yeah. I had initiative. I used my ranged, and then you're like, okay, mm -hmm. and then I'm like. Well, wait. Even the odds, and move it over there, and then so his unit didn't, your unit didn't have range so anymore. So now I, yeah, now I get to sit there and wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, even the odds is a great card. That's yeah, that's a okay. good one. I'm gonna have to. I'm so. gonna have to have a little more play. <laughs> that's. I'm now hitting this point. 
I was going to mention one of the spoilers coming up, um, because I was I was grasping vaguely towards this last time we did this. Um, <laughs> tense, grasping vaguely, vaguely tense it? negotiations. <laughs> I couldn't remember the darn card. Tense negotiations. Oh, for okay, Onchi. right, 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 right. So Onchi is sat there. The whole deal of you know Onchi must attack, go away, lose armor bane, or I could use tense negotiations, gain the winning the battle effect, and keep armor bane for another turn. And I just read this and went, cool. So that's three card spots I have to make in my deck. Because there is no way I'm not taking this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is now, an amazing, amazing card. And, and, and you, we were talking about this before we started recording, right? So I started looking at the planet saying, okay, what, which ones... And there aren't a lot of bad... There's you know, maybe taking a resource from your opponent. Yeah, mm. Is that uh, worth exhausting? It can worth be critical, exhausting? depending. If, if, yeah. you have, if you have a lot of units that are going to be attacking with Armor Bane and stick around the planet after they attack, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, that's a that's a good card. I think. Well, the deal one damage to HQ adjacent planet. Yep. That's that. that oh double, yeah, double, double triggering that. Yep. That is astonishing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm saying, and just that whole thing of in, in my case, it's in Onshi's case, it's like okay, so I get the benefit of Onshi not running away, and I get the benefit of the battle effect. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, def that that's definitely. Terrifying. A, I would think that's definitely a must include. And then there's the, and then there's the the another reason to. To uh, well. I don't know if there's a lot of attachments. Some of the attachments coming out are nuts. There was the other one that's the heavy marker drone, heavy <laughs> marker drone which is a Tau attachment. It's a signature one. Oh, no, sorry. No, loyal. It's loyal. Yeah. So it's only going to be in Tau. But it's a one attachment, two shields. It's a drone attached to an enemy army unit. Double damage. The, you double the damage dealt to the attached unit. So... You know, armor in a combination with armor bane that just makes it silly. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you, you put it on and a big bad that you can't. Another big kill. two shield card, as we were saying. Yep, yeah. and another two shield tile card. Yeah, that 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 is yeah, that's a fun one. You know, this is a living card game. I yeah, I think I think it's uh, you see a spoiler like that and you think, well, where are my Astro Militarum? I'm like, okay, Tau just gets stronger. Where's my Astro Militarum stuff? Where's my Where's my, uh, well, my, not that Space Marines necessarily needs to be stronger, but where's my Orc stuff, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, uh, that's coming. That's coming. I, it might be in the pack. We, we're not seeing those spoilers, Yeah, you're not right? seeing the whole thing. So we're not seeing the health pack. So I, I, I enjoy that. That's the other fun bit with tense negotiations. I should bring back on. A lot of people already mentioned this. Um, whilst it's, I look at it and go, that's perfect for Anshi, it ain't loyal. Yeah, so yeah. that's a little worrying for the yeah, a little worrying for the what the Marines and the Elbar <laughs> getting a wonderful little trick there. So. Yeah. So um, on she, alternative damage mm -hmm. prevention, mm -hmm. right? Some kind of non-shield damage prevention or damage distribution, um, outlasting him, right? Outlasting him. Right? A weenie swarm, I think, is a good way to do it. If you can, you can bloody him. It's hard because he does attack and and then leave, mm -hmm. right? So so right. So um, then, so those do are, those do are tough. Do you have having options be able to attack outside, outside the main combat phase, having ranged, having indirect damage, mm -hmm. ha having, you know, having something where you're able to get those licks in, uh, I I think is a, is a is the way to go. Yeah, and it really gives some thought, I guess, to when you have initiative. Where's that on sheet player going to go? Where's that warlord going to commit to? Because you want it when you have initiative and you have um, you know one or two units with ranged or some direct damage, you really want to be able to just compound his problem. Right. You don't want to give him a chance to to retreat. I think the reverse is true as well from my experience, which is on on initiative phase, you are far. I think I found myself far more aggressive on sheet than I would normally be. This whole situation of cool, I get the first hit in that you really can't do much against. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a it's yeah. a when I'm after a rhythmic thing with Onshi, mm -hmm. a very very calm non-initiative phase, a very very aggressive initiative phase. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we wanted to we wanted to we had a, I, I really enjoyed our conversation last time about s some of the uh, exploring the universe of Warhammer. We were going to talk we were going to try to talk talk, talk about Onshi's story and maybe you know how he relates how he what his place is in the universe. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know anything. I'm just I'm just <laughs> the guy saying, let's start talking about this. So Onchi is an interesting one. Um, the Tau's major deal, as it were, is um, higher technology. They they don't have the same um, literal religious connection that Imperial has to their technology. They don't have the the whole worship the machine spirits thing going on. I mean, you look at um, Commander Shadowson from the Core Box. She's a a, a tech warrior. 
Okay. She's there in her big old specialised battle suit. She's using attachments. She's using the big XV8 battle suits. Mm -hmm. um, on she is unusual. The um, the Tau race is divided into castes. They have a a, a, um, a literal like genetic division. You are born to a certain job. Fire warriors are born to be fire oh, warriors. Okay. They're from that cast. Okay. But Tau is um, beg your pardon. On she is an ethereal. They're born to lead. They're mm. um, they're. There is some ah. suggestion about whether it's psychic, whether it's pheromonal, whatever, but they literally, they are the ones that are born to be the leaders. And they're not normally combatants. They'll turn up on battles to lead and inspire, but they're not like a frontline grunt trooper. They're too valuable. Hence the, the keyword we see where they all retreat back after attacking. Oh, okay. That's kind of their okay. deal. I, I was thinking them to be like some kind of religious leader. more, more as mu Yeah, as much as it gets. There, there is, the, the Tau have this whole thing of the, the greater good. The idea that the whole race works towards the benefit of the race as a whole. So they don't have any like deities or religious thing other than that. This whole idea that everyone works along. The different races you've seen, like the Vespid Stingwings and the Crute, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're they're alien races that the Tau have encountered. <coughs> Excuse me, have encountered and gone. You should join us. It's it's for it's for your greater good as a whole for you to join us and help. And the Crute and the Vespid and things have agreed to that. It's worth mentioning the Tau have encountered other races that have disagreed and have wiped them from the face of oh, okay, existence. Right. So they're not all nice guys. You know, yeah. That'll work. They're, they're, they're very, very sadly, <laughs> completely with great regrets. understandable. Yeah, yeah. Complete, completely regretfully, with great sadness, they've wiped them out of existence. You don't so, like so, us? I'm going to kill so, you. So join us. It's for your greater good. Yeah. Oh, you want to stay well, by yourself? Uh, okay, well then, for our greater good, we're going to wipe out the face of the Yeah, there's, wipe well, there's out of existence. The Imperials, the Imperials turn up to people and go, you're not like us, we're going to kill you. The Tau turn up and go, you can join us, or we're going to kill you. Whether that's better or not, you know, <laughs> it's debatable right there. But um, on she was unusual because it's a subtle difference. It's subtle, subtle, <laughs> subtle, <laughs> subtle variance, yeah. yeah um, on she's deal is a lot more interesting because there's a, a story about him. He was basically approaching retirement in Tau age. Tau have a fairly short life cycle comparative to humans. I think it's something like forty years is the average lifespan. Okay. In Earth terms. Oh wow. They're, okay. They're, they're fast burning, as it were, and. Um, on she was approaching retirement situation and was involved in a major, I think it's orc assault. Yeah, an orc assault on one of the major um, uh, tower planets. He was at a, a settlement with a group of regular troopers, fire warriors, and not much else. He sends um, some of the stealth suits, some of the um, scouts, to go off and gain reinforcements, and single-handedly leads a group of regular troops to defend against these orcs long enough for a um, reinforcements to arrive and completely obliterate them. So it's him and a bunch of guys in a whole sort of like rocks drift. Magnificent Seven, whatever you're going to call that kind of situation, around a, a Tau shrine. And um, he stands off and fights against these guys. The, the, the uh, reinforcements turn up, wipe them out. Um, the, the leading council of Ethereals basically turn around and go, okay, maybe you shouldn't retire. But the point is that Onshi has a, a very, is basically um, worshipped by the Fire Warriors as the epitome of a face-to-face of a, of a -face leader. The commanders in Tau don't normally operate like this. That's why uh -huh. he's unusual. That's why he has the honor blade for the bonus attack. Oh. Has this whole thing of him getting All right. into hand. Cool. Armor, his armor bane effect, if you look at the game, isn't from isn't from high technology. It's from inspiring the troops around him, and that's what makes him complete completely different. And uh, yeah, it's it's. It's 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 a fun one for him. He's he's the he's the fire warrior's ethereal, as it were. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's yeah. the front line grunts kind of guy. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah Le leads so, from the so, front. Okay. So yeah. so. Uh, um, one of the things I've, I'm reading other books. I'm not reading Warhammer books. I finished the God's Code stuff, so that kind of took the the wind out of the sails. <laughs> at least for, for, I'm taking a little break from Warhammer, but I am going to read the Caiaphas Kane series. I have the three the uh, the omnibus with the first three books. Right, so that's that, sitting at that, home. Saw that. So, that was that yeah, was recommended. Yeah, love to read that after you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a different flavor, I guess. It's a it's a like a comedy, <laughs> like dark comedy? I, I don't know. Have you read it? Uh, I've, I've read bits of them. A good description of it is, it's, it's great if you want to see something from every single setting in the game. It's a, it, it touches on pretty much everything you can oh, touch okay. on. It is all, yeah. It's all completely accurate to the codexes, all completely accurate to the setting. There are things like Abner um, expands on things, and some people don't like how he expands on how he changes them. They say it's not the original setting, whereas I think it's great stuff anyway. But Kane is like straight down how the law goes. Apart from Caiaphas Cain himself, because he's basically invulnerable. 
He's, he's gone through. He's gone through things that should have killed off any regular <laughs> guy over and over and over again. So there is that whole comic kind of like, okay, how's he James Bond? To yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of a 40k James Bond. Okay, how's he going to pull it off this time? Right, or an Austin <laughs> Powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really is. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit on the on the comedic side. So, yeah. Can you imagine Mike Myers in a Warhammer universe movie? <laughs> I was gonna say, you've got a KFSK novels and you're basically there. <laughs> you know. That's uh, hysterical. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. Well, um, we were talking about it on the ride over here. We are gonna go to a store championship this weekend. Um, there's one in Colorado Springs at Petri's Family Games. Um, it starts at one o'clock, so we'll be there with uh, bells on. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I am too. Yeah. Um, and then there's one following uh, Wizard's Chest at noon on on Sunday. Uh, so uh, that those those should be great events. I my guess is that the Petri's one is going to be the better attended, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be fun to p- p- play play Conquest in either. Well, it'll be better attending the fact that that's the one I'm going to. Yeah, oh, okay. Unfortunately, this is my one weekend where I have to work (laughs) my Sunday, so I'm going to miss the one that uh, Wizard's Chest, unfortunately. There will will be a higher class of attendees at Petri's. Is that that by the word from them? Is that what they're paying you for? No, 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 because (laughs) John will be there. Because John will be there. I'm about to say, you're giving me more credit, but hey, all right, sure. Or maybe a lower class? Remember, there was some kind of comment about, you know, like... Let's make it. What was the comment about earlier? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, oh, oh, our meta of three. Oh, yeah. And how I played with the two of you. And I played with the other guys down in Denver. Well, there you go. And he wanted to clarify that, <laughs> that we play Conquest. That we play Conquest. Among ourselves. Denver. Among uh, ourselves. Thank you for reloading the yeah. time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here. I'm here to remind us when we've lowered the bar even further. Um, so, so th- we'll be playing in those this weekend. I'll be playing in both of them. John will be playing in the, in the Colorado Springs, um, and then um, uh, March 21st in Colorado Springs again at Gamers Haven. Again, we're going to be at the Conclave of Games, uh, Conclave Gamers, uh, April 16th through the 19th in Denver, um, where we'll be holding a Conquest League, and we'll also be at Gen Con. Um, I I sincerely hope I've been I've been uh, I like FFG's new website. It's it's mobile mobile friendly. It's not necessarily computer friendly, but it's mobile friendly. Yeah. Um, uh, but I I'm I'm really I'm really chomping at the bit to see the deluxe expansion announcements. <laughs> I would really li- I really want to see what they have in store for us. Like, you know, like let's I, I really want to see what's going on. So I I I'll, I think I'm like the rest of us, where we're really just. Please just, get, just tell us what's coming, so, so we can start thinking about completely different ways to do things, especially warlord-wise. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thanks to Team Covenant for hosting this warcast and to Hunter Game Cafe for the recording space. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxisSectorWarcast at gmail.com. That's TraxisSectorWarcast at gmail.com via our Facebook page or Twitter, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. Yes, they exist. <laughs> You're putting a face to, to a voice. We're going to be in trouble. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him the roll. <clears throat> okay. One second. Traxis Sector Warcast. Thank you, FFG. <laughs> uh. <clears throat>
tracksuits. 